All right, 809 on the rise and no drive. And uh, <laughs> we are here with you and uh, trying to trying to help out where we can. Yeah. Uh, getting people information that they need. And, Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that uh, I know people are thinking about is, is their pets. Yeah. And so for our Kumu Kukua segment this morning, <laughs> we have on the phone Daniel Rozelle from the Hawaiian Humane Society, where he is Director of Community Relations. Good morning, Daniel. Daniel. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. We're so glad that you are here because, you know, everybody is dealing with so many issues uh, with the lockdown, the downturn with the economy. And uh, you guys over there are dealing with the fallout, too, right? You guys have had some things going on at the Humane Society. Absolutely. And so not just the Hawaiian Humane Society, but all of Oahu's animal welfare organizations Mm -hmm. um, are working really hard right now to make sure that our pets aren't left behind and that Oahu's animals uh, find love and and homes and are cared for. And it's so important at this time. And, you know, things are changing so dynamically. But what's really, really rewarding is to see the community in Oahu really step up for our pets. Mm. Um, For us uh, specifically, um, you know, we have have adoptions, we have fostering, we have all these things on, uh, on a regular day. But then we looked at this sort of pandemic and lockdown coming and started saying, how can we respond to it? And what we know very, very clearly, even though we work at a shelter, the best place for a pet is in a loving home. Of course. Right, where they get care and attention and enrichment. And, and so early on, uh, in, well, somewhere around the middle of March, we said, okay, we need to put a call out to the community to help with what we call emergency fostering. So normally we have medical fostering, that's Mm -hmm. the pets that need a little bit of extra love or need time uh, to to grow up a little bit before they can have their spay-neuter surgery. But we looked at this and said, wow, we need the community's help. So on the 17th of March, we put out a call asking the community to to step up and do emergency foster. And Oahu just blew us away. So by two weeks later, by the 1st of April, Mm -hmm. over 450 animals had gone into homes in the community. So wow. folks had stepped up. Wow. Yep, we set up appointments for fostering and adoption, right? So social, uh, personal distancing, physical distancing. Um, everybody, we set up an online uh, system real quickly so folks could call in and set up appointments. And by the first, we had already uh, 357 animals uh, in adoption, in fostering. Wow. Uh, and then uh, 130 uh, adopted already. So wow. we were just blown away by the response and it continues wow that is amazing in a so wait wait, let me just reiterate again so in the span of just two weeks you guys put out the call to basically get the shelters ready for whatever fallout may happen with COVID 19 and 357 animals have been fostered and 130 adopted did i hear you right that's correct. Amazing. So, uh, I mean, amazing. And and a, a few big shout outs, of course, to the community who, who has stepped up and continues to step up. Mm-hmm. And then also to our amazing staff who uh, and, and partners, uh, adoption partners in the community, really figuring out this on the fly, essentially figuring out how to set up an online system, figuring out how to how to communicate with everybody, how to set up uh, uh, appointments to keep people safe. So really just a community effort here to make sure that these animals get into into warm and and loving and safe homes and a little plug you know for the animals if you're if you're a lockdown this is a pretty good time to to have a a, a loving pet in your home and one thing that we're finding <laughs> <Yes>. out mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my commercial one thing that we're finding <laughs> out is that 
<laughs> we in the in the animal welfare, you know, animal, you know, fostering and adoption uh, industry, we call it foster fail, which means you take an animal to foster and then you fall in love with it, <laughs> and then you're like, you know, never mind, uh, we're gonna adopt it. So, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So <laughs> we started to have those come through mm-hmm. where people are saying, you know what, I, I want to adopt this animal. Nice. We had a bunch of them over the weekend, and what we did is we put out a call on Friday and said, folks. Um, if you if you think you want to uh, foster fail, if you think you want to uh, adopt this animal, let us know. We'll do the adoption over the phone. Mm-hmm. And if you want to help us get somebody else to adopt it, send us some photos and a little bio on the animal since you know it so well. And then right now we're setting up a website. We're going to launch around 12 today. That's going to have all the pictures of the animals available uh, for adoption that are currently in emergency foster homes. Wow. So lots of good work going on uh, there. And we're so grateful to the community for stepping up. Hey, yeah, Daniel. Just a question: um, If for somebody who's new to trying to foster a dog, could, or a dog or a cat or pet, whatever it is, um, could you explain exactly how that works? Because they take the pet in, and then uh, I mean, care for it as if it's their own, obviously. Uh, but is there a time yeah. limit on it, or how does that work? So uh, there's obviously in the time of COVID, everything's different. Um, but the way it's working right now is um, so. You come for an appointment, and, and now um, you don't even come into our facility. You stay in the parking lot. You have already been on, had a phone conversation with one of our adoptions uh, or fostering uh, representatives. So you, you show up in the parking lot, uh, you receive the pet, and then you also receive supplies. So the Hawaiian Humane Society, if you're fostering, sets you up with the, with the food and anything else you need. Maybe the animal needs a little bit of continuing medication. We, with the leashes, we set you all up with everything you need wow. to be a good foster uh, parent for that. Okay, yeah, see, that's the, the part I think people right. don't know. They're like, oh, I've never had a pet before. I don't know what to buy or what to do, so. <laughs> yeah, no, we set you up. We set you right up. Okay. And, okay. Um, and so, you know, also that helps because uh, it keeps you out of going into, into the store if you, if you want to stay away from there. Mm. But the, and we have resources online to help you. We have folks available to respond or, set, or answer emails. And in terms of a time limit, um, what we're doing is, you know, obviously nobody's really going anywhere. So um, if we need to take the animal back after a few weeks, of course, we'll do that and find them another uh, foster home. Mm-hmm. But what we're finding is folks are just very willing to, to, to extend and keep this going for now. Oh, and like awesome. I said, of course, a lot of folks are making it permanent. So yeah. we're, okay. we're thrilled about that. Fantastic. And so, okay, so that that's wonderful news. Hey, listen, um, for those of you out there who are just tuning in, you are listening to our Kumu Kukua segment, and we have Daniel Roselle from the Hawaiian Humane Society. So we're coming back to talk about um, how the Humane Society is expecting, uh, w- what you're expecting in the way of as this lockdown progresses, the economic downturn progresses, what pet owners are going to be going through and where the Humane Society comes in. Sure. Um, so obviously part of being prepared is to sort of look forward and try to project out what you think the impact will be mm-hmm. on, on our families and on, on our pet owners and, and on the pets themselves. And with this dramatic, you know, uh, with this dramatic and really sad loss of, of jobs and, and what we expect to be a really big hit on our economy, pets often in that time suffer. And that's an unfortunate uh, reality. And often it's because families have to start thinking about food, right? And mm-hmm. so one of the, we, we have typically, since 2010, we've had a food bank, which has been available, a pet food bank, which a is available for- Oh, okay. So, mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's 100% donation run, and, and you know, folks who need a little bit of extra pet food to tide them over until the next paycheck or something, typically use it. 
So what we've done is we've really ramped up that pet food bank and we put out a call for donations uh, from individuals and organizations because we have started to see folks come uh, and anticipated and have started to see folks come worried about being able to feed their pet, mm. which is really, you know, really so heartbreaking mm-hmm. and oftentimes wanting to surrender it because um, or sometimes wanting to surrender it thinking that, you know, they, they can't afford to feed it. Mm-hmm. And what we've been able to do with this pet food bank is say, well, hold on a second. Um, if it's about food, we can give you food for, you know, to tide you, to tide you over. Mm-hmm. So we really poured a lot of resources into our pet food bank. Wow. Um, and that, and, and, and we're now open. Uh, so we kind of move things around for safety, but Tuesdays and Wednesdays, mm-hmm. um, we're open from uh, 10 to 2 in, a, in our back parking lot. And the idea really there is to just let folks come for cats and dogs uh, and, and really pick up the food that they need mm. to keep their animals fed and to keep their animals uh, with them. Wow. Is that something that you guys offer yeah. all the time or is that something special for this particular time? So it's something that we offer at a baseline all the time mm-hmm. um, that we, you know, we also we don't just do it on our campus, but we really started doing more of it, like going out into sort of on, on a homeless uh, outreach project, taking oh. pet food with us and taking uh, pet food to our various homeless shelters. But, but of course, in light, in light of uh, this COVID pandemic, we've really sort of amped it up and really tried to make it uh, something that can serve a broader audience that we're anticipating is really uh, a, a broader population that's going to need it uh, in a way that we haven't seen before. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys already, like, are you seeing a number of people coming in uh, with, you know, trying to, saying that they can't feed their, their animals? Like, you're actually seeing people yes. coming in now at this point. Yes. Uh, even a couple of weeks ago, um, when I was uh, staffing it, uh, I, I spoke to a couple of people who within days of the lockdown, it must have been three days, mm. uh, had already lost their jobs and were waiting for their final paycheck to come through. Yeah. Um, so it's it's moving, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of emotionally moving on a, on a pers- human level, right? To see people in that state and then to, to, to hear them talk about how stressed they are about being able to feed uh, their own pets, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. um, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, I, I don't know the ultimate scale of what we are facing, but our hope is that this can be at least initially a way to help these pets stay with their loving families. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be something massive because, so I think the latest numbers for the unemployment filings, we are at like 170,000 here in Hawaii now. So that's a lot of people without work. Mm. So a lot of people trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to feed everybody in their family. Our pets are our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes, I, yes. yeah, hard choices got to be made. It's, I guess it's heartbreaking, and you know, we yeah. we we're a shelter, but we really strongly believe that it, in most cases where the pet is loved and cared for, mm-hmm. the pet needs to stay with their ohana. Mm. You know, and and um, you know, pets feel that stress too, and 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 you know, they're sensitive to the things that we're going to, and stress is not a good thing uh, for pets uh, for animals. It makes them sick overcrowding is not a good thing for animals so mm-hmm. really our focus is you know we don't look at our gates and say you know oh the the challenge starts here our view is the challenge really has to be solved out in the community mm-hmm. people need to be able to keep their pets the pets need to be able to have the care and as much as possible i want to stress again it's not just the hawaiian humane society it's a whole bunch of really amazing organ animal welfare organizations across the island mm-hmm. who are working to, to keep pets with their families and mm-hmm. to reunite pets and to get them adopted and fostered 
And yeah. you know what? Bless them all because it's a tough job right now. Yeah. yeah it, Daniel, uh, can you do me a favor? Can you walk me through the process? So if I'm, uh, let's say I'm, I'm someone who just lost their job and uh, or I'm that person that came to you last two weeks ago uh, that had just lost their job and they said, okay, I, I don't know how to... I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to take care of my pet. Is the first thing to say, okay, what kind of pet do you have? Uh, um, can you can you walk me through that? I mean, what is the process of, of talking somebody through this? Sure. So when it comes to our focus right now is really uh, sort of on the most elemental, which is the pet food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the first thing that sort of gets hit. And for a healthy pet, that's where they're going to start suffering first. Um, so... It's pretty straightforward, actually. Right now, um, we've really made it simple, and it's basically a walk-up, drive-through system where you show up to our campus. Um, so um, we're we're located at 2700 Wildlife, but if but the pet food bank is in the back, so mm-hmm. you go go around the back and just walk up on Tuesdays or Fridays between 10 and 2 p.m. And you'll see we have a little setup there, and we'll have somebody social, you know, social distance away. Mm-hmm. And you come up, and you just, you know, let us know how many pets you have and what kind of pets. And you know, we have a thirty pound maximum because we want to be sure that everybody gets at least some, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you just let us know that we will tell us your name um, and, and, and the number of pets and what kind of pets. We just need to keep a record, uh, and then we will put the food uh, on the table for you. Uh, and and then uh, move away, and then you're allowed to come and, and, and pick up the food and take it with you. So wow. we've, we've really tried to make it really, really simple mm-hmm. um, because the most important thing for us right now is just to get people, you know, get food for people and their pets. Yeah. Um, so not a lot of questions, yeah. but really it's kind of a hoping that people will have a good, you know, honest, honest approach to the to the arrangement because um, we and, and so far that's what we've seen. People really, really grateful and really trying their best to help their pets you know awesome. and then and then mm-hmm. is there a point where you just say to yourself as a pet owner is there a point that you say to yourself i, I, I can't do this i mean does, does does everybody have a different point is that kind of you know you kind of have um, to measure yourself because some people will, will go and go until they just they can't do it anymore and then they're sort of past the point of no return which is the part i'm worried right. about yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm probably worried about that too. The the and it's hard to know what everybody's point is because probably varies so much, and even how people prioritize and what they need to prioritize probably varies. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a time like this, I think, calls for just a really compassionate and holistic approach mm-hmm. all around. Okay. So this is the one reason why getting all those fosters out makes such a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Let's say we get 10 people that show up in the same basic situation. Oh, I lost my job and I'm worried about feeding my pet. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we can get five of those who say, you know what? This pet food bank does it for me. Those five animals, you know, stay with their family. Yeah. And then the other five animals, if we can get them, if we can, we have a lot more uh, resources and time to devote them and our team mm-hmm. work on finding them another foster home. So there's not one uh, solution. Um, there's probably a hundred solutions and what we're learning and what I'm so impressed by our team is that we're reacting in, in this kind of real time dynamic way. Mm-hmm. And this is literally helping to save lives and keep pets either with their uh, Ohana or to get them into a new, new family and a new home. Yeah, absolutely. But we're learning a lot. Yeah. We're learning about ourselves. You know, we're learning about the community and we're learning about, about our, uh, our system here. And we are, we are in many ways so impressed 
by everybody stepping up for these animals in our community. That's awesome. That's awesome. It sounds like, so So to sum up what you guys need, it sounds like you guys, the Humane Society and of course our other animal welfare organizations in Hawaii as well, you yes. need donations, you need people to adopt, you need people to foster. Have I have I hit those? Yes. Yeah. You, you have hit them. Mm-hmm. Uh, foster, adoptions, uh, obviously uh, food donations for pet food banks, and even though it's tough times, we still, you know, still cost money to, to, you know, put gas in the trucks and to keep the lights on. So uh, monetary uh, donations and, you know, speaking for the Hawaiian Humane Society, but also putting the plug out for all of our other wonderful animal welfare organizations. Mm-hmm. Every little bit helps. And, and if, you, if there's a local organization uh, and, and in your community that you're close to and you can help them, you can be a foster or donate. Please do, or, or or come on our page, HawaiianHumane.org, to find out how to give or to find the latest news, um, because we're all in this together, and our animals, they can't be left behind, you know? <laughs> They're our family, like you said. Yeah, 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 right, exactly, exactly. I know our pets are, our pets are our ohana. So thank you so right. much for everything that you guys are yeah. doing. Yes, That's awesome. Dana. Awesome, man. Mahalo so much for that. Yeah, Thanks, absolutely. So if people are interested in fostering, people are interested in adopting, or people can donate, uh, what should they do? How should they contact you guys? So for us, the best place is to go onto our website at hawaiianhumane.org. Because uh-huh. We talk about all those things there. Okay. In fact, right now we have a red banner at the top that says COVID updates. You click on there, you can find out how to do all those things. Or follow us on social media because we're always updating there. Uh, for Instagram, it's, uh, you know, at Hawaiian Humane. Um, so those are the, the best ways okay. to track of what we're doing. Okay. Okay. And we'll post those links on our Kumu Facebook as well so people can find it. Awesome. Thank and, you, Daniel. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel Roselle, uh, Director of Community Relations yeah. for Hawaiian Humane Society. And mahalo for all you guys are doing, man. It's really important. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks for this this work you're doing, too. The community really needs to, to get the news out on so many things. So appreciate it.